I'm sure for many of us, uh, a meaningful uh, tradition and reminder of the season that we are entering into, um, you know, the season that we call Ash Wednesday. I'm always looked forward to it as a kid before I even really knew uh, the meaning and the power behind it. Um, and as I've grown in faith, um, just the the depth and the reminder of what that ash and that cross uh, on my forehead meant um, is just this constant reminder of uh, the sacrifice that Jesus made and um, what we take this time to reflect on. Um, so I want to read a scripture. Um, I'm sure it's a pretty familiar scripture for most of us. Um, and then just kind of set the tone for what will happen for the rest of the uh, afternoon. So in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 16, it reads as follows. It says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, uh, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And I read verse 16 again. It says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. It's a couple thoughts uh, that I want to share as it pertains to, to that text. Uh, and so one of the things, one of the first things that comes to my mind when I read that text is that reminder uh, how similar our world today is to the times back then. Um, now, we know that Jesus, um, in many ways, particularly in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount as he was teaching, uh, he was in many ways critiquing uh, the culture of the temple leaders. Um, and so earlier in uh, that chapter, in chapter 6, you know, he talks about prayer and he talks about, you know, not praying and using big words and being loud in the middle of the street to draw attention to yourself. Um, and so what he was critiquing uh, was the need of the temple leaders uh, to appear holy, um, to appear, um, you know, theologically sound, to appear uh, to have a relationship with God um, that did not match the lifestyles that they were leading. And what he was trying to get his disciples to understand um, is that the most uh, rewarding part of having a relationship with God is not the benefits that you get from other people saying, oh, you're super holy. Uh, for, for those of us who understand, uh, the text is really trying to encourage us as we draw closer. Remember, Sunday we talked about going deeper. But as we draw closer um, to God, the desire to draw closer should be to experience him in new ways or in deeper ways, but not to uh, get glory from man. And the reason why I say it's so similar, I think, to our time today um, is that I just think that we continuously, like, we live in a culture where we feel compelled to put everything about our lives on display. And I know that to some degree this is a generational thing, right? Because, um, you know, I, I don't think that my mother uses Facebook the same way that I do. But it always amazes me that, like, you know, when people do service projects, 
and, you know, they're helping, you know, serve homeless folks or something like that. And it's like, you know, you can't even get the plate out before they're taking a selfie and they're posting it, right? Hashtag doing good for the community. Um, or when people travel and it's like all the pictures of all the things that they're doing when they're traveling. It's like, well, if you're taking a million pictures, are you actually really enjoying what you're doing? And I think that what we can probably take from this text um, is that if we are so concerned about outward recognition, we're probably not really getting the inward benefit of the thing that we're trying to do. Um, so in this season, uh, we are um, inviting the congregation uh, to fast with us during Lent. Um, and the, one of the reasons why we've been talking about this a little bit more lately, so we fasted at the beginning of the year, and then we're going to do it now for Lent, is because I believe that something spiritual happens, um, not only on the individual level, but on a um, corporate level, when we come together and we fast. And we can be praying about different things. We can be, you know, you know, reaching or wanting to grow or understand God in different ways for different things. But I think that there's a unity that happens spiritually when we're kind of all on um, one accord. And so, uh, again, kind of going back to the text, you know, it's, it's different. Um, there's, there's different reasons that people, you know, fast, right? Some people, uh, you know, fast as a intercessory type thing, right? They, they are fasting on behalf of other people. They are accompanied with praying. There's, you know, there's a family member that's in need. There's a friend. There's, there's a community in need. And, and people call themselves to a season of fasting. Or there are maybe things that you are seeking God for, and saying, God, God needs to hear from you more specifically about what's going on. Here are some things that I'm trying to accomplish, what I'm trying to do. Here, let me sacrifice in this season to hear clearly from you the direction that you want me to have, right? So there's this, there's this piece of where we are um, giving something up to open ourselves up to hear more clearly um, from God. Uh, but it's not just a, a, a giving up per se. It's what are you going to do in the giving up to be more intentional about your relationship with God, right? And so it's not just like, hey, I'm going to give up, you know, chicken for, uh, you know, Lent. But it's more importantly, you know, this thing that consumes my mind, that consumes my heart, that consumes my time, I am going to give it up, and then in that time period, here's what I'm going to do to draw closer to Jesus. Uh, maybe I'm a person, this is not to, like, call anybody out on their, you know, approach to faith, but, you know, some of us are really great prayers, and we pray every day 15, 16 times a day, but maybe we don't read Scripture as often, right? Or maybe some of us read Scripture very, you know, we wake up and we read Scripture in the morning, we do a devotional, we do one at night, but maybe prayer isn't necessarily like, you know, we pray when we come to church on Sundays. Maybe some of us don't really do either of those things regularly, right? You know, maybe you're a person that's like, you know, people keep telling me to journal, but I don't want to do that, right? So part of what I like to challenge people to do is to take an area of growth and say, okay, I'm going to, in giving this particular thing up, I'm going to pick up this area and say, you know, God, for 40 days, I'm going to pray like I haven't prayed before. I'll commit to praying five or ten minutes a day about different things to hear from you more specifically, right? 
Um, and I think one of the things that's really important for us is the hope is, I think scientifically they say it takes 40 days to build a habit, right? And so part of it is that the hope is that after this time period, this thing that you have taken up and sacrificed and, and, and desire to get deeper with God and to hear from God more clearly, um, that this will become a part of your regular life and that you will have felt the benefit of reading scripture daily, um, of praying daily, of journaling daily, of, you know, 10 minutes of silent meditation or whatever it is that you decide to do, um, that this helps you feel closer to God. Because I believe that one of the things that, uh, that helps us navigate life when life gets hard, when relationships get hard, when parenting gets hard, when our jobs get hard, is really living into our faith in ways um, that strengthen us. I don't think that we navigate our faith, and I tell people, and I, and, I, and I never say this to like make it take a, you know, take shots at people, but Sunday morning isn't enough. Sunday morning is not enough to help you get deeper, right? Sunday morning can help be like a recharge, it could be a reset, you know, it could be an inspiration. But to be honest, like how many of us remembered what happened on Sunday morning by Wednesday? Right? If you didn't take copious notes during service, would you remember what the sermon was about? Like maybe you remember one of the songs that the worship team did. Right? Maybe you remember the conversation that you had in the foyer. But oftentimes, I think too many of us allow ourselves to live Sunday to Sunday in our relationships. And the reason why it's so important for us uh, to have other spiritual practices is because in order for us to go deeper, in order for us to have the spiritual depth, in order for us to have the relationship with Jesus that we need to navigate life, we can't just depend on an hour one day a week to be our foundation. Because I believe that we are in a season um, with everything happening in the world around us, I mean, like, there's not a news cycle that isn't consumed with deaths and shooting and, you know, poverty and just so much hatred and anger, um, you know, so much stuff going on. And I believe that as, a, as believers, as believers and as a church, that we need to gird our hearts. We need to, uh, to, to, to wrap ourselves in the, in the level of spirituality uh, that we can attain without um, really pushing deeper into Christ. And it reminds me of that text, and I'll stop and pray, and then we can go um, in Mark. And depending on the translation, it doesn't, um, it doesn't say this per se, but it, it's, this, it's the text where, um, it's like Mark chapter 9, where uh, the man comes to Jesus and is like, hey, I brought my son to you and to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. And they were, you know, and they were distraught. And, you know, Jesus calls the demons out of the little boy. The little boy is healed. And the disciples go up to him after the fact. And they say, hey, why couldn't we do what you just did? And he said, these kind only come out through prayer and fasting. Some texts leave fasting out. Some texts leave it in. Um, but say, these kind only come out through prayer and fasting. And I believe that we are in a season um, in our church and in our lives where there are some things that, will, that we won't be delivered from. There are some things that will not be healed. There are some things that we're going to have to wrestle and fight against um, that need another level of spiritual depth and spirituality. Um, and so I hope that 
uh, you will join us um, today.